48K News. It's 11 o'clock. I'm Julian Quayle. The top stories. At least 10 boats sink in a blaze at the Aberdeen South Typhoon Shelter. The MTR's new Tunma line opens to an enthusiastic response from the public and health officials confirm one local COVID case involving the highly infectious Delta variant. The Fire Services Department says it took more than six hours to put out a blaze in Aberdeen South Typhoon Shelter. That affected 30 boats. The fire broke out around 2.30 in the morning and spread to the surrounding boats on the shelter. At least 10 sank, while others broke free from their moorings and were adrift. At the peak of the blaze, firemen used 11 fireboat monitors, 8 jets and mobilised 4 breathing apparatus teams. The department's divisional commander, the Marine and Diving Division, Yu Men Young, says the wind direction and close proximity of the boats to each other proved challenging. The main difficulties encountered by our firefighters were that the navigation channels are very narrow. Fire was spread to nearby vessels because of the wind and the broken of mooring lines, which caused the elected vessels driven to other nearby vessels. Officials said 35 people had to be evacuated from the area and one person complained of feeling unwell and was taken to hospital. The MTR's new Tun Ma line has begun full operation with trains now running between Yukai Sha and Tunmun. With the opening of two new stations, Sung Wong Toi and Tokwa Wan, the existing West Rail and Maanshan lines have now been merged, making the 56-kilometre Tun Ma line Hong Kong's longest. Hundreds of people boarded a special train that left Sung Wong Toi station at 5.50 this morning to celebrate the line's full opening. As of noon, over 18,000 people had started their train journeys from the two new stations. This eight-year-old boy took the first train. I came here at around 4 a.m. because I want to see the first train leave the station and experience taking that train. I'm a rail enthusiast. I feel very happy. I live in Tumun and I woke up at around 3 a.m., but it's worth it. Some people RTHK spoke to said they thought the bus was more convenient, while some minibus operators expressed concern they would lose around 70% of their business. Officials have reported six new COVID cases. Five are imported, with the others linked to the 27-year-old airport ground crew who became Hong Kong's first case of the more infectious Delta variant last week. The latest patient is his colleague. She last went to work and provided customer services at Uptown Plaza in Taipo on Wednesday. Officials say the 24-year-old woman has a mutant strain. They put her home, which is Block 10 of Taipo Centre, on lockdown. And people there have to get tested before 1am. The pro-democracy web media Stand News says it's decided to stop receiving monthly sponsorship from readers, saying what it called speech crimes have arrived in Hong Kong. Six of its eight directors at one of the most popular local news outlets have resigned. Damon Pang reports. The moves come days after the pro-democracy newspaper Apple Daily was forced to fold following an asset freeze because of a national security probe. Stan News also says it's temporarily removed commentaries written by its bloggers and readers from May this year and before until they've decided that it's appropriate for the news platform to publish them again. In an announcement, the news platform says it will soon stop its monthly membership sponsorship scheme and suspend receiving donations. The platform also says most of its directors, including barrister Margaret Ng, singer Denise Ho and columnist Joseph Lian, have accepted recommendations to resign. A study by the Society for Community Organization has found many ethnic minority families have faced discrimination when renting a flat. 
the grassroots concern group interviewed 120 ethnic minority families, around 80% of which are households with four or more people. It found 95% of respondents had been rejected by landlords or agents when they tried to rent a flat. Community organiser Joey Chung said many families ended up in subdivided flats because it usually takes years for bigger public flats to become available. She urged the authorities, including the Equal Opportunities Commission, to take action. We hope the government to introduce the equal housing right to the society. For example, we think that the EOC, maybe they have to check the cases involved the landlord reject to rent a home to the ethnic minorities to see whether they have the factors of the discrimination. If have, maybe the government needs to do some punishment. The new Chief Secretary, John Lee, will be acting Chief Executive tomorrow on his fourth day on the job. He's filling in while Carrie Lam leads a delegation to Beijing to attend celebrations marking 100 years since the establishment of the Chinese Communist Party. Mr Lee will remain in the role until Thursday when Mrs Lam returns. You're listening to RTHK. The time is just after five minutes past 11. A study has found some people are spending almost 100 hours a week looking after their loved ones. That's more than twice a 40-hour working week. The Council of Social Service polled about 700 carers and found some of them spend an average of 96 hours a week caring for the elderly or the disabled. More than two-fifths of respondents said they're the only ones taking care of those in need. A director from the Council, Raymond Lai, says the findings are cause for concern. We find that middle-aged carers were under great stress, and particularly because they find difficulty to take a break physical and mentally. So uh, I think this is the alarming to the society that we need to address the long hours for the caring duty. The Peak Tram says it's under immense pressure to raise fares after it finishes upgrading the service by the end of this year. Currently, an adult return ticket costs $52, with concession fares for children in the underlay at $23. The tram company says the upgrade will cost some $700 million. Today is the last day of service for the current generation of the peak tram, which has been around for more than three decades. Some people scrapped the chance to spend the day riding the tram, saying they want to witness history. Others said they want to preserve the tram's current style because of its colonial characteristics. China's space agency has released video of its Zurong rover, which landed on Mars last month. It says the solar-powered robot and its orbiter are working well. More from the BBC's Jonathan Amos. China's space agency had previously given us selected still images from the cameras sent to Mars, so it was just a question of time before we got the moving action. Zerong is seen wiggling its wheels and turning and trundling across the Martian ground. Important to engineers is a movie that shows Zerong landing on the 14th of May. We get to see its parachute system deploy and the surface dust being scattered as the robot comes in for a touchdown. To sport, and we start with Formula One, where Max Verstappen has tightened his grip on the Formula One driver's standings after cruising to victory in the Grand Prix in Austria, with his closest challenger, Lewis Hamilton, a distant second. The Dutchman started from pole in his Red Bull and led throughout to finish more than 35 seconds ahead of British reigning champion Hamilton in his Mercedes. Finn Valtteri Bottas was third for Mercedes, chased home by the second Red Bull of Mexican Sergio Perez. Tennis star Serena Williams says she won't be travelling to Tokyo for the Olympic Games. The 23 times Grand Slam singles champion has yet to give any reasons for her decision. American Williams, who will turn 40 in September, won the singles title at the London Olympics in 2012 
and has also picked up three gold medals in doubles with her sister Venus. At football's Euro 2020 Championships, tonight's big match sees world number one's Belgium take on the holders Portugal for a place in the quarterfinals. The BBC's John Bennett has this preview. Yeah, it's a match full of stars, isn't it? I was listening to a few interviews with the uh, Belgian players and they were saying it's almost a shame to meet Portugal this early in the tournament. It feels like a final. Remember, Portugal, the defending champions. They've had contrasting fortunes so far at the tournament. Belgium pretty much faultless. They did have a second-half comeback against Denmark when Kevin De Bruyne really inspired them. They brought on Eden Hazard off the bench as well. For Portugal... A couple of obstacles along the way. I've seen them quite a lot being based here in Budapest. They've played at the Puskas Arena behind me twice so far. They had a 3-0 win over Hungary, but that was three late goals. Their first goal was in the 84th minute, so that was far from easy. Then they went to Munich and lost 4-2 against Germany. And then back here at the Puskas Arena, they drew 2-2 against France, showing a real character in that game. All eyes will be on Ronaldo, though, because in this stadium a few days ago, he equaled the record to be the all-time international record goal scorer in men's football history. And today, he could break that record against Belgium. I think Belgium will start as slight favourites, but you can never write off Portugal with all the, the big names in their team. It will be interesting to see the team news. Bruno Fernandes was left out of their last team. Will he be recalled today? But that will be a brilliant fixture later on in Seville. To the weather forecast, mainly cloudy with a few showers, more showers with isolated squally thunderstorms tomorrow morning. The weather will improve and it will be very hot in the latter part of the week. Currently at the observatory, it's 29 degrees with the relative humidity now 83%. And today's top story, at least 10 boats sink in a blaze at the Aberdeen South Typhoon Shelter. And that's the news from RTHK. Remember 1984, Alex Rogan recruited for his exceptional video game playing skills by the Alien Defense Force to fight an interstellar war. Here's the last Starfighter theme.
No matter how fit we are, it is important to get vaccinated to prevent COVID-19. All along, we have received different vaccines to prevent infections. Vaccines will help create antibodies and memory in our immune system. When we come into contact with viruses in future, our immune system will quickly resist them. It is the simplest and most effective method to protect ourselves and others. Let's get vaccinated. Radio 3. And as promised, a little foreigner tribute starting off with Cold as Ice. <laughs> 